Well, the next segment here is going journeying back to Egypt, but it's also with an eye towards the future because remember, much like their deliverance from Egypt, the end times begins with plagues. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit in reverse there, but the that's the second cup that you drink during Passover. It's the plagues and iniquity. Doesn't that sound inviting? <laughs> this cup corresponds to the verse, I will free you from being slaves to them. Now, of course, let's put this into practical terms for your life. I want you to take a minute and just ask God, God, would you show us the the gods that we're serving, that we're worshiping falsely, that we're in love with? Would you break our love and affection for the things that you want to release us from the, mm-hmm. that we're slaves to in Jesus name so the gods of Egypt you're going back to about 1500 BC 1446 well, the very first plague why did he turn the Nile into blood it was a pretty direct hit now these are all kind of funny too if you if you know the history in the background God does things in a humorous way and this was a pretty direct hit on quite a few gods of Egypt it would stay that way the blood for seven days an entire week to prove God's complete dominance so Num was the guardian of the Nile sources happy was the spirit of the mm-hmm. Nile water bearer it's my favorite of all their fake gods they sang songs of adoration to his idol which was shaped like a crocodile. Never in my life have I had the desire to sing a song to a crocodile. Mm-hmm. Osiris was the god of the underworld. The river Nile was considered his bloodstream. So you can see, when the Nile turned to blood, the fish died. Several other gods protected the fish. It was probably the first plague because the Nile had protected Moses. Right. When he was placed in its waters by his mother as a baby, Moses himself was highly regarded in Egypt by Pharaoh's officials and by the people. God was saying that he protected Moses. Not these false gods. No. So Moses was his prophet. So probably you get a week of that just to underline that thing. So the next is a plague of frogs. Now, oddly enough, the Egyptians deified frogs. They were sacred and could not be killed. It was actually a crime punishable by death. So what is it, the humor of God? The plague forced the Egyptians to tread mm-hmm. on them and watch them all die and rot. Right. The frog goddess was Hecate, who assisted women in childbirth. Talk about having your priorities messed up. The plague of lice, uh, G.E.B. Geb was the Egyptian god over the dust of the earth. Aaron was told to stretch forth his rod, smite the dust, when the dust became lice throughout the land on both people and beasts. The magicians of Pharaoh professed this. This is the finger of God. This was the last plague that required Aaron's assistance. Moses was able to step up after three. It's also the last plague that affected the Israelites. The plague of flies is next. Now, Kepri, the Egyptian god of creation, had the head of a fly. Pharaoh begins to start bargaining with him. You can sacrifice in the land, but not three three days' journey. So, But, of course, he didn't give up. The plague of cattle disease. There were a lot of cow gods in Egypt. Hathor was the goddess of love, beauty, and joy, and was represented by a cow. So if anybody ever calls you a cow, eh, you know, just a matter of perspective. <laughs> Ta and Nevis were sacred bulls. This plague created a huge economic disaster. Imagine this. Food, transportation, military supplies, farming, economic goods were all produced from cattle. All right? So fifth plague was pretty serious. The plague of boils. Uh, mm, Sekhmet was supposed to... <laughs> who doesn't love boils? Uh, Sekhmet was supposed to have the power of both creating epidemics and ending them. Couldn't end this one. Serapis was the deity charged with the responsibility of healing. Couldn't heal this one. Infotep was the god of medicine and the guardian of the healing sciences. Uh, not so much. Isis, one of the more popular Egyptian goddesses of medicine and peace. Couldn't help this one. The plague made the people and the magicians unclean. 
Now, how funny is that? They're magicians can't even stand before Pharaoh because they're unclean, and they, 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 they stop. They're no longer coming. They're not part of the story anymore. The plague of hail and fire raining down. Nut was the sky goddess. Flax and barley were ripening in the field. Wiped it all out. So, again, this is their economy, their future. The plague of locusts, Isis and Seth, had responsibilities relating to the agricultural crops. Seth was the goddess of uh, the god of storm and disorder. <laughs> it would love this one. This wonder definitely affected their life source. By hitting them in their food supply, the Lord displayed the possibility of imminent death if a change of heart did not occur. Yet still, Pharaoh would not listen. Mm-hmm. And these are all reminders to us. You know, right. what does God have to do to get your attention? Mm-hmm. The plague of darkness. Ra was their sun god, considered one of Egypt's greatest gods because they thought he provided life-giving light and warmth every day. Think about this. Three days of palpable darkness that was so immense it could be physically felt it covered the land of Egypt. The sun was the most worshipped god in Egypt. Other than Pharaoh himself, it gave no light. Darkness was representation of death, judgment, and hopelessness. Now, darkness was a complete absence of light. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Mo- Moses walking out as the shadow of darkness follows him out of the palace to leave Pharaoh in the dark until he acknowledged the living God? Mm-hmm. And, of course, the next and final plague we'll jump into next will be death itself. Boy, there's a lot to say about what God did through this particular plague.